From the streets of San Antonio, straight to your wallet, it's Jake's Two Cents on Jake of All Trades. Hey listeners, this is Jake Rivas, host of Jake of All Trades, and this is the financial planning tip of the week. We're at that time of year where uh, students are filling out the FAFSA, getting ready to start school maybe in the fall, checking out programs, trying to secure funding for school. And this can be a really exciting time for some, but it can also be nerve-wracking if you don't exactly know what it is that you're getting yourself into. We've seen the statistics. Student loan debt is at an all-time high. It's a real concern, and it's also interesting. I read a statistic the other day that said that the majority of new student loan holders are actually over the age of 50. And if you think about it, well, these are older individuals um, that probably have been let go from a job and they don't necessarily have the skill set, so they're going to have to start over. And guess what? They're the ones that are taking out the loans. So I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, student loans and a strategy you should be aware of when you're applying for financial aid. So first things first, if you're thinking about going to school, always fill out the FAFSA. And if you don't know what the FAFSA is, that is the Federal Student Aid application for the government. So you put all of your information in there, you submit it, and even if you don't think you're going to get any aid, it's really important just to put your hat in the ring, right? Because there's always an opportunity for there to be grants out there that you're not aware of, and you don't want those to pass you by just because you didn't submit an application. So the first things first is you need to make sure and fill out your FAFSA. And then once you fill that out, and you decided on your program and you're accepted, you're going to have to fund it. And if you don't have the money in your bank account to pay for it, um, don't use a credit card, obviously. You're going to probably secure student loans to cover the cost of the tuition and fees. Now, there's two types of student loans. There's federal student loans issued by the government, and then there are private student loans. And the difference between the two is the lender in this instance. When we're talking about federal loans, those are issued by the government. They also are specifically used for school purposes. And because they are funded by the government, they give you some flexibility on the repayment terms. um, And they also give you opportunities to get some loans that don't accrue interest while you're in school. Now, with private student loans, this would be the equivalent of you just going out to a bank, um, any bank, and asking to borrow money and them giving you a loan and you agreeing to the terms, giving you the loan, and then that loan you would essentially use to pay for expenses. Now, the real risk with going private over federal loans is, number one, your repayment options are not quite as flexible. So with the federal loans, there's opportunities for you when it comes time to start repaying. There is a wide variety of repayment strategies. You can do your traditional repayment plan where it's like a 10-year period where you're going to pay them off. Alternatively, if you find yourself in a difficult spot after graduation, can't find a job, need a little bit of time to breathe, you actually can have grace periods with federal loans very easily so that you can postpone making payments until you get to a point where you can financially handle them. You can also reduce the amount of your payment based on your income. 
So with federal loans, they have income-favorable repayment plans that you can make, which will really reduce the amount of your monthly payment. Now, recognize anything you do to reduce the monthly payment is only going to extend the life of the loan. So it's going to take you longer to pay it off. You're going to pay more interest. But sometimes when you're battling cash flow needs immediately, you're less concerned about how much interest you're going to pay in the long term and more concerned about making that bill payment this month so that it doesn't damage your credit. Federal loans are going to be able to provide you that flexibility. Private loans are not going to give you that same flexibility. Some of them still provide opportunities for you to uh, stop making payments for a period of time. However, they're going to be a lot more strict, and they're also not really going to let you, once you take out that private student loan and then it's time to start paying it back, you're not going to be able to change your repayment plan usually. So you can't really switch from something that's longer. Usually with private student loans, when you take out the loan, you're agreeing to a certain time period with which you're going to repay it, 10 years. Um, And I think I've only ever seen one that went maximum 15 years. So with federal student loans, you can technically stretch out those payments for 25 years. Now, nobody wants student loan debt for 25 years. However, that flexibility is built in there with those federal loans. Now, it can be really dangerous when you're applying for the FAFSA because just with any other company and the way that everyone is connected online these days, private banks will get the information knowing that you're applying and you'll start receiving mailers, emails saying, you know, offering you $20,000 with a certain interest rate, sign up now. Those can be tempting because you're like, oh, well, I'm about to get into school. I need some extra flexibility. I'm going to be studying. Maybe maybe it would be okay if I took out a small private loan just to pad my checking account. I strongly advise against doing that, not only because of the repayment terms, but also those private student loans, they accrue interest from the beginning. So unlike some of the federal student loans that will occasionally suspend the interest accruing until you graduate, those private student loans are going to start accruing interest immediately. And then if you're not able to make payments on them, they're just going to keep growing and growing and growing. And then you're going to be faced with, once you leave school, the fact that you have a private loan and private lenders are not particularly concerned with whether or not you have a job that makes enough money. You signed a, you signed a note saying you were going to repay that loan within 10 years. And so they're going to expect you to do that. So what I always say is be really conscientious about the types of loans you're taking out. If you're taking out a private student loan, sometimes those can be necessary, but make sure that you've exhausted all other options before deciding, you know what, I'm just going to take this out. Just don't treat it as a fleeting kind of uh, reaction. Make sure that you're really intentional about where you're borrowing money from so that it doesn't get out of control. Because I can tell you from my own experience and from a lot of other people that I've talked to who were not familiar with the student loan environment and college in general, it's very easy to get yourself out of control with student loans, thinking I'll pay it off later, I'll pay it off later, only to reach that point where it's time to pay it. And you're like, oh my God, um, I'm in trouble. So I, I just caution you to say federal student loans always should be a priority over private. And then if you need private, be really cautious about what you are taking out. All right, guys, that wraps up this financial planning tip of the week. Hope you guys have a great week. Be sure to check me out on social media by searching for at Jake's Two Cents and check out my blog at jakestwocents.com. Securities and advisory services offered through Commonwealth Financial Network. Member FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. 
fixed insurance products and services offered through CES Insurance Agency. Actual performance and results will vary. These interviews do not constitute a recommendation as to the suitability of any investment for any person or persons having circumstances similar to those portrayed. Consult a financial advisor regarding your specific circumstances.